You're listening to a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. We hope you'll find it to be spiritually edifying. Let us now open God's Word and read from Luke 24. Our text this morning is from 2 Timothy 2 verse 8, and there the Apostle Paul speaks about the gospel which he proclaimed about Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David. And Luke wrote that in his book, the gospel as he heard it proclaimed by Paul. Let us now read then from Luke 24. We read verse 1 through 227 about the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In a fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the man said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem, and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. Chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, And they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things, and then enter his glory? 
And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Brothers and sisters, the text for the preaching of God's word this morning is from 2 Timothy 2, verse 8. There we read the word of God as it comes to us through the Apostle Paul. Remember Jesus Christ. Raised from the dead, descended from David, this is my gospel. Brothers and sisters, beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, we live in a world in which the majority decides what is the truth. And that is not just in our time. That is how it has always been since the fall in sin. But if you look at our own time, then you can see it in politics. Those who follow politics, there you see that it is not important what the truth is, but only what the majority decides that the truth is. Yeah, it was such a decision about what the opposition decided that that was the truth, that brought us into this federal election. And also the media, they have a huge say in what the truth is, or what they present as the truth. And often you can feel frustrated if you know the truth and you speak the truth, but nobody is listening. And they don't listen because they don't see it as the truth. It doesn't appeal to them It isn't true for them. Should that surprise us? Well, maybe it does surprise you, maybe not, but it should not. We know that Satan is the prince of this world, the ruler of this world, and that he is also the father of lies. We know that from the word of God. And the word of God is the truth. Already from the beginning, Satan is twisting the truth so that he makes man believe that what he says is truth and that what God says is not true. And that is what is happening now as well in our society. That is what you can read in the newspapers, see on the television. That is also what is happening around us, not only in politics but also in our own life. Maybe we ourselves are even influenced by it. By the way, many in this world speak about things. It influences us as well. We live in our midst. We see it around us. And the first and the most important goal of Satan is to suppress the truth. And and if he succeeds in that, then he has won an important battle. And therefore God warns us in his word against his lies, the lies of Satan. God does it in the ninth commandment, and it is important that we keep that commandment and always speak the truth. God tells us in his word what the truth is, which we must believe and confess, which we must speak. And as the Apostle Paul says in our text, 
Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. That is the truth, the only truth. And that must be the basis for everything we say and we do. And then we will stand firm in the truth, in a world in which a lie rules. A world in which many say they are Christians, in which many say they are religious, but in which many don't believe the truth of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, and don't accept the divine authority of God's word. A lot of people in this world, they, oh, they like Jesus, and they use Jesus to satisfy their own desires, to build their own comfort. But in fact, that is a complete construction of lies. They deceive themselves, and they are deceived by Satan. But at the end, brothers and sisters, we know that the truth will prevail. Because that entire construction of lies that Satan builds, it can resist the Christians and what they say, but it cannot resist the word of God. God's word is stronger than anything in this world. And therefore the encouragement from the Apostle Paul to always remember Jesus Christ. Because then, if you always remember Jesus Christ, then we will conquer this world. And then we will inherit eternal life and God's entire creation and we will reign with him over all creatures. Therefore, I proclaim to you the word of God this morning, summarized under this theme, remember Jesus Christ. First, raised from the dead. Second, descended from David. The third proclaimed in the gospel. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead. Last week on Easter Sunday, we remembered the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. And his resurrection was a victory over the powers of eternal death and hell. By his suffering and death, he paid for all our sins. He bore the eternal wrath of God. He died eternal death during the three hours of darkness. And he set us free from the power of sin. And when he rose from the dead, then he made it clear to the entire creation that death could not keep him in its power. Death had to let him go. He was stronger than death. He is almighty and death was not able to overpower him. In the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ on the first day of the week, that is a beautiful gospel, brothers and sisters. It is a turning point in the history of this world. Before that, the whole world lived in darkness. And God had to choose one people out of this entire world to prepare the coming of his son. And also this people, Israel, was so often disobedient to God. You see it in the desert when they were just let out of Egypt. They rebelled. You see it in the time of the judges. Everyone did what was good in his own eyes. You see it in the time of the kings. And even in the time of Ahab there were 7,000 
out of the entire nation of Israel who did not bend their knees for Baal. Only 7,000. <coughs> and also Judah in those days was not very obedient to God either. And it all ended up in exile. First Israel, later Judah. And by times it looked as if Satan would succeed and, and suppress the truth in unrighteousness. But it is God's grace that that did not happen. It is God's grace and his faithfulness to his own word that Satan did not succeed in his evil schemes. And the Messiah did come. And he did fulfill his work of salvation. He died and he paid for our sins. But he also rose from the dead. And from that moment on, the truth of God's word had to be proclaimed everywhere on this earth. The Lord Jesus told his disciples and his church to go and preach the gospel to all nations and make them to his disciples. Matthew 28 and also Mark 16. And from that moment on, we see that the gospel is going all over the earth. And it is being preached everywhere in this world. As God foretold to Abram, when he called Abram away out of Haran, Genesis 12, then he already spoke about the blessing which the seed of Abram would be for the entire world. Before the people of Israel even existed, God already foretold that they would serve the purpose that God's word would go to all nations. And now in our time we see it happening, brothers and sisters, the fulfillment of the prophecy to Abram in Genesis 12, verse 3. The word of God is conquering the world. A world which was in the power of the lie, the power of Satan, the father of lies. And the church of Christ is now a pillar and foundation of the truth in this world in which nothing is certain and in which the man-made truth changes with every generation. But we have the word of God and it is and remains the same throughout the generations. And it will never change. That is the word of salvation. The gospel that Jesus lives. And that he is our Lord. That God raised him from the dead. Here again we see that Satan tries to suppress the truth. The disciples first didn't believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. And we read in Luke 24 that the Lord Jesus himself had to explain to his disciples that it is true. And that was already prophesied in the Old Testament, in the Scriptures. And then they understood. But then the Pharisees and the Sadducees did what they could to spread the lie that the disciples came and took Jesus' body away. And they silenced the guards with a lot of money. And already from that moment on, immediately after the resurrection of Christ, then the battle again begins between Satan and Christ, between Satan's allies and the church about the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that battle will continue as long as Christ does not come back, as long as this earth exists. And we now, here in Canada, we also are part of this battle, brothers and sisters, 
And in that battle, it is important to remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead. The Apostle Paul explained to Timothy that the preaching of the gospel, that is the word of truth, is not easy. This preaching will meet with much resistance. In 2 Timothy 2 verse 3, Paul speaks about hardships which Timothy must endure. As a good soldier of Christ Jesus, that is indeed a battle. And Timothy must concentrate on his task. He must not pay attention to so much what can distract his attention from his task, from the battle of the truth. Or Paul also compares it to an athlete. He must also concentrate on the finish. Just do what you have to do. Just run the race. And do not try to reach a goal in your own way. Do not be distracted by all kinds of other thoughts and other things. Because then you will not succeed and not receive the victor's crown. Or another example Paul uses is that of the hard-working farmer. Oh yeah, it is hard work, working on the farm. Difficult often. And the farmer, he can do it. And he endures the hardships because he knows that his work will not remain without fruit. And later when it is time to harvest, then he will enjoy the fruits then he will receive his share of the crops. With these three examples, the Apostle Paul tells Timothy that for the moment, the work can be hard and difficult. And he will meet with much resistance. But let that not discourage him. That is how it must go. But he must persevere in this task. And he can do so by remembering Christ. Raised from the dead. And brothers and sisters, that word of Paul is not only true for Timothy, but also for us. As I told before, Satan is working already from the beginning to present his lies as the truth. And that happened in the days of Timothy, and that is what made the work so hard for Timothy. And that is what happens in our time as well. It is not new. And that makes it so hard for the church to continue to proclaim the word of God in this world, in which many don't want to hear it. But then also for us, brothers and sisters, we must remember Christ, raised from the dead. That must be central in our... (coughs) Excuse me. That must be central in our lives, because only then we are able to persevere in our task as church and as Christians, to preach God's word to this world. That means that nothing is more important than the Word of God. The Word of God is always the same. It never changes. In the opinions of this world, they will continually change. Every generation, you have new opinions. And all the wisdom of the world, all the philosophies, they will also change. And we can hear so many theories, so many opinions from all those who are the wise men in this world, the wise women, theories about life and death, theories about the dignity of life, about free choice, about human rights, about women's rights, also theories about marriage, 
or about how to raise your children, theories, whatever. But also theories and opinions. They will not remain. All those theories and opinions, they change. If you look at the history, every century, they had their own opinions, their own philosophies, their own things, their own theories, and none of them remained. And that will happen with the wisdom of this century again. It will not remain. The brothers and sisters, the word of God is clear enough. And we don't need all kind of human theories to explain the Bible and to tell us what the Bible means and what is the message of the Bible. No, the Bible explains itself. And we only need knowledge of the Bible. We only need to read the Bible and to study the Bible. And then we will understand what the Bible teaches us. Jesus Christ raised from the dead. And I'm afraid that too often we are influenced by all those human theories and opinions. And that makes it difficult for us to find our ways as Christians in this world in which we live. Listen to the word of God, and that is plain and clear. It is all those human thoughts and opinions which cloud the word of God. And if it comes to reading and understanding the Bible, then forget all those human inventions. Then forget all those modern ideas and theories. And remember Christ raised from the dead. And in the light of that truth, we will see this world and everything that is going on in this world. And an even tradition can confuse our understanding of the Bible. A reformed tradition is always subject to the word of God. A reformed tradition is based on the Bible. A reformed tradition, as we find it in our confessions, is nothing else than the gospel of God explained and applied by the Reformed Church during the history of the Church in a biblical way in the life of the members of the Church. And that is what we have in our confessions. But not everything that we call tradition is a Reformed tradition. Something is not good because we always did it. Something is not good because our parents did it. Now, from the history of the church, we can learn that often the tradition is influenced by human opinions, and often reformation was necessary in the church. And therefore, brothers and sisters, it is never good to rely on a tradition. Every new generation must learn to read the Bible and to apply the Bible in their own lives. That is a reformed tradition, only the Bible. Always go back to the Bible. Always listen to what God teaches us in his word. That is reformed tradition. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead. That is the center of the Bible. And in the second place we see that he is descended from David. And that's what Paul also mentions in the second place, that Christ is descended from David. And with that, Paul reminds Timothy and us of the fact that he came from a royal family, the royal house of David, the fulfillment of the prophecies which God gave to David that his house would inherit an everlasting kingdom. 
And Christ therefore is king, the king who comes in the name of the Lord, the son of David. And it is important to accept him as king. Not a king according to worldly criteria, because this world only honors those as king and government and only gives glory to those who listen to them and who fulfill their desires. You can see it again now in our own situation in Canada during the election. Kings, governors, presidents in this world who listen to the word of God and apply it in their own, in, in their decisions. And politicians who speak from the word of God, they are not very popular and will receive much criticism in this world from those who don't accept the truth, from those who suppress the truth in their wickedness, as Paul says in Romans 1. So Jesus Christ, who descended from David, who himself is the truth, will not receive much honor as king from this world. And his glory is not seen by this world. Because for this world, glory is something totally different. Glory in this world is only perishable glory. The great men in this world only receive their glory from dead things, from money, from gold and silver, idols that cannot speak and cannot save, or from power given to them by men. But Jesus Christ is eternal King, and His glory is an eternal glory. A glory given to him by God himself, the creator of heaven and earth. He is our king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We will honor him and give him all glory. You can see it in the prophecies of Daniel. Daniel 2, where King Nebuchadnezzar saw that great, that huge statue, the head of gold. Breast and arms of silver and so on. That were four kingdoms. And Daniel explained that, that, that they were four kingdoms, but that all those kingdoms would be destroyed. And we know indeed that all those kingdoms, they lasted for a while, and then they were gone. None of them lasted forever. But the kingdom of Christ, that is a stone cut from a mountain, but not with human hands, This kingdom filled the entire earth and it lasted forever. It replaced all the previous kingdoms. And that is Jesus Christ, eternal king. And that he descended from David also means that he is a real man. That he is like his brothers in every respect, yet without sin. That's what it says in Hebrews. He is just as real in his human nature as we are. That not only means that he can sympathize with us because he has been tempted in the same way as we are, that also means that he is not from another world. He is not from another reality. Christ is not a general and an abstract idea. Christ is not a kind of philosophy from which this world can learn a lot. Christ, as the Son of God, is not just an imagination that came up in the brains of the disciples and which they wrote down in a book which they called Bible. He is not just an example for us, how we must love our neighbor. No, he is the Son of God, the real Son of God, who became man like us in every respect, yet without sin. He is fully real. He is still man. He is in heaven now, 
Still like us in every respect. He is king. Just as real as the governments of this world. And he governs them all. They all exist by his grace. And through his spirit we will remember him. Raised from the dead. Descended from David. We will obey him and be his heralds in this world. We have his marks. We received it on our bodies in baptism. Therefore we will show it proudly in our lives. Proudly that we belong to Christ, the King of Kings. Nothing to be ashamed of. On the contrary, that is something to be proud of. Belong, belonging to Christ. And then the third place we see that is proclaimed in the gospel. Brothers and sisters, remember, we belong to the biggest army that ever existed in this world. An army that obtains the one victory after the other. An army, the church of Christ, that is conquering this world. And although it can be a tough battle from time to time, we must know that the word of God is preached now, everywhere on this earth. It was confined to Canaan, to the people of Israel, before Christ came. But now it's spread all over the earth and it's preached to all nations. And the battle continues. And every day there are thousands and thousands who are added to that army. And that army is still growing. A multitude that no one can count. Brothers and sisters, we are not a small minority. We are not an eccentric group of people who will stick to an old and outdated religion with opinions from the past. But we are all soldiers of Jesus Christ. Soldiers of the King of Kings. We are heralds of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the truth himself. To us, God revealed the truth, which so many in this world do not want to see and suppress in their wickedness. We are the wise who received wisdom, not from our own hearts, but from the Holy Spirit through the word of God. And the Apostle Paul tells Timothy that this Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descended from David, is preached by Paul. My gospel, he says. And it's not a gospel invented by Paul, but that is a gospel as it is preached by Paul, which he himself received from Christ. Christ appeared to him at the gates of Damascus. Christ raised from the dead. And the Christ preached by Paul. He only preaches Christ and nothing or no one else. He does not preach human wisdom. Just as he said in 1 Corinthians 2 that when he came to the Corinthians, he did not come proclaiming to them that that he did not come proclaiming to them the testimony of God with with lofty speech or, or worldly wisdom. No, he decided to know nothing among them except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That is the gospel that Paul preached, not only to the Corinthians, but also to Timothy and to the Ephesians and to the Romans, to the Galatians, to the Thessalonians, and to all those others who heard his preaching. And that is the gospel that the church preaches to this world. And that the church has to preach and will preach to this world until the end of the world. Until Christ himself comes back. Brothers and sisters, remember that this is the only truth. 
all those so-called truths that the world presents, that often also politicians or media present as truths, all those truths from all kinds of, philo- of philosophers or others, oh, that all may last for a moment, but soon that will be gone. And something else is being presented as a new truth. But look at the word of God. It is being proclaimed to this world already from the moment of Christ's ascension. Despite all the attempts to silence this preaching, it still continues. Now after almost 2,000 years, and it is going all over the earth, and no government, no border can stop it. It survived many false religions, many heresies, many wrong philosophies. And all that human beings present as truth, it, is all, it all has an expiry date. It all is temporary. And then it is rejected and replaced with something else. But the word of God remains forever. No king, no ruler, no mighty army, nor government, or what else there may be, has ever been able to stop this preaching of the word of God. And it will never stop. Until our Lord Jesus Christ himself returns. And then he will reign from sea to sea to the ends of the earth. Brothers and sisters, what a glorious day that will be. Amen. This has been a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. For more information, please visit us on the web at www.langleycanrc.org.